All right, y'all, today is Monday, January 16th, and we are all honoring the life and legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. And as somebody who you know likes quotes, uh, ideas, and history, today is is quite a day for me because he is nothing short of, uh, there. there is just so much content with him and what he stood for in the fight and, and his speeches, and there's just so much to pull from. And today in particular, I have four quotes that I want to share with you. We will briefly touch on and absolutely you'll you'll see how easy it is to take that man's fight and his struggle and what he fought for and the ideas that motivated him to um, unite a country uh, behind a movement and you can see it was not popular. You can see, you know, if you if you read the history, you know what they went through, what the civil rights movement went through. And I am not comparing anything. Um, I just want to share these ideas and, and you make your own decisions. You decide uh, where we're at in that line of uh, needing to take a bigger stand, right? And, and where uh, you individually draw your line. This show is for the few, not the many, for those looking for a tribe of fellow warriors who embody strength, honor, and respect, who believe in faith, family, and freedom, who see the threat ahead and refuse to sit idle any longer. This show is a giant middle finger to the elite, the entitled, the victim, and the woke. This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast, and I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. Where would he stand today, Martin Luther King? Um, left, center, right, you know, a liberal, conservative, a libertarian. Um, there, there certainly is an evolution from the civil rights and, and the life that he grew up in. However, I, I, I must think that it would have evolved through the 80s and 90s had he lived uh, through all this. So I, I don't entirely know, but it, in my opinion, his ideas were very much center, center, right. His ideas were very right. He, he grew up at a time where you didn't trust the government necessarily. You didn't trust the authorities. You, he would not have wanted a tyrannical authoritarian sort of fascist, whatever word buzzword you want to use for a top-down control because obviously he came up in a time when that top-down was against him and the people, um, you know, the minorities and women to some extent, right? There was a top-down, right? They had their rules and blacks, minorities had a different set of rules, right? So he grew up and most of the people in the civil rights movement, they grew up in a different, playing a different game by a different set of rules, right? So with that said, I, I have to believe that 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 the purest form of that movement and what they fought for, I don't know that I, he was too smart. He was a doctor. He was a reverend. He, he was too intelligent to see that the same thing is being used against the conservative movement, right? Again, I'm not comparing the atrocities and, and the physical violence, right? We're certainly... I'm not experiencing that anywhere near the level, right? So this is not a comparison of who had it worse, right? It's simply the idea that a political power, a political authority was using that power and wielding it against to the detriment of minorities. 
I would think that Dr. Martin Luther King, all woke bullshit aside, the people that are not drinking the Kool-Aid because it benefits them now, I have to think a man of God, a man of honor like himself, but I could be wrong, right? Growing up in the 70s, 80s, 90s, um, you know, 50 years after, um, people evolve with ideas and things change, right? But the Martin Luther King from that era, from that generation, he saw the oppressor and, and he was part of the oppressed and he fought for the oppressed. I don't think he would then say, oh, well, now that the same government is in charge and now that the same government, but now I'm going to trust them that they're on my side and they're taking care of my people. So it's okay that they're completely doing the same thing outside of the dogs biting and the, and the arrest. And again, that was terrible. Jim Crow, terrible, right? However, <laughs> It's getting close, right? It, if it continues down this path, we're going to get to a point where the conservative movement and even to an extent being a white male, um, it could get worse, right? It certainly could go down that path, right? And I have to say that because I have to let, I have to get people to understand if you study history, it will repeat itself. We, the conservative movement, the religious, spiritual, conservative, truth awakening, uh, anti-government, uh, self-reliant, sovereign, whatever you want to call it, right? Some are politically, some are not politically motivated, but they all, generally everybody on the right side of the aisle wants freedom, liberty, sovereignty. They want to do what they want to do without impacting other people, right? They want to live their life. So though we may you know, right of center, we may disagree on some things. In honor of Martin Luther King and in honor of his fight, and again, I, I caveat multiple times, I'm not comparing anything happening today to the atrocities that happened 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. The last, prior to the civil rights movement, everything through slate, got it. Terrible, but none of us were a part of that. None of us contributed to that. None of us benefited directly in the moment from that, right? Nobody today is a slave or a slave owner, albeit if we get into we're all a slave to technology, to AI, to the soon-to-be smart, like everything. We're all we're all a slave to our cell phones, our Wi-Fi signals, right? We again, not comparing. Let's get off that horse, okay? Martin Luther King, there's four quotes that, you know, as I as I'm reading through and I'm studying Martin Luther King for the last few, you know, every Martin Luther King day for the last five years, I would say I would always take the day to read something new about him, read a new article about him. Uh, I, I've dabbled with some books on him, right, that, that have come up leadership, different things and, and what he did. OK, four quotes have stood out to me every year. I go back to these four quotes. And that's what I want to share with you today. Now that I'm done, kind of, I'm dancing around a sensitive topic, right? Because to compare the conservative movement and what they're going through to the civil rights movement, you can't, right? It, it's apples to oranges. It's different, but the same top-down attack, right? That's kind of what I'm trying to say. And I'm, maybe I'm just not saying it right. The top-down attack is very similar. The oppressive and the oppressed very similar. They're using similar tactics. They're using similar divide and conquer. At the end of the day, it's always going to be the 1%. And those who think they're going to be in the 1% when the dust settles, not realizing that everybody that's not the king and queen is a pawn, right? Everybody, everybody on the front line, all the front line, if you look at a chess game, if you look at a chess board, the pawns defend the elite, right? The pawns, we majority of us are pawns playing this game. 
they will sacrifice the pawns. And what you're seeing is more and more people grasping and trying to support this woke crazy because they think they're going to be on that back line, right? They're, they think they're going to be a rook, a bishop, a knight. They're certainly not going to be the king and queen, right? That's those three-letter agencies, the world this, world that, world whatever. Those three-letter agencies, there's those that that's the elite. That's the 1%. And they'll have some, you know, they'll have a back line and, and that's what people are vying for because outside of that, the rest of us are fucking pawns and, and we are able to be sacrificed, right? So the first quote I got for you, right? And this is kind of like, this is kind of like take a stand, right? This, this, this should take a stand, whether it be popular, unpopular, right? Think back to Martin Luther King. He, what he was doing was not popular. What he was asking people to do, it was not popular, right? Now he created a movement and the, what the Selma six, and um, there was a lot of people supporting him. He's the, he's what everybody remembers. I have a dream, right? There's a lot of support there, but overall it was not popular, right? We can all think to a quarter million people descending on Washington. Absolutely. But there's no overnight success, right? How much preaching from the pulpit, how much, you know, how much down and dirty, type stuff had to get done to get to the point where they could march to DC. Okay. Here's his quote, right? This is, this is, this is me quoting him. There comes a time when mu one must take a position that is neither safe nor politic nor popular, but he must take it because conscience tells him it's right. Is what's happening today right? Is boys becoming girls and girls becoming boys and pronouns and changing definitions and changing vocabulary and waving rainbow flags over U.S. embassies and people are upset about the American flag and not only can we not pray before a football game, but now we can't pray, period. Religion is under attack. Families are under attack, right? Look at since, again, since COVID, uh, miscarriages are up by 4,000%. They're pushing abortions. How how can you wrap your head around and just sit back and be like, ah, well, I'm fine. Well, I'm good. I'm paying my taxes. I got a paycheck. I'm buying groceries. I'm eating. Like, I'm good. I live in my house. My kids are, I'm good. Like, morally, your conscience, how can you just sit there and continue to look the other way? How can anyone sit there and continue to look the other way? Right? Slavery was wrong. All... I got it, right? The Confederates, the people in the South, I got it. Tearing statues down, I don't agree with any of it. You got to remind people of history so you don't repeat it. Let's not get into that. The point is, there was an entire country north of the Mason-Dixon who thought something was wrong, and eventually, it, it took a while, eventually the conscience got to enough people that they supported an army basically going to war with their brothers and cousins and people from the South. Like they went to war. So for everybody that wants to bash the white people in the South that own slaves, what about the white people in the North that went to war to fight slavery? Right. Again, they're going to be some, they're going to this and that. I, got it. Today, do you agree that 13 year olds without parental consent can cut their boobs or their penis off? Do you agree with gender hormone surgery blocking crap? Do you believe that school boards are trying to take parents out of what they're teaching their kids? Do you believe in that, you know, a couple Fridays ago when I got on the bourbon, bourbon hour and we talked about the school in Chicago, the elite private school that brought in some gay, queer, whatever, and they brought dildos and, and, and anal beads to teach 14 to 16 year olds about how to have safe queer sex, like in a public, in a private 
school. Is, it, does any of this make sense to you? Because it doesn't make sense to me, right? It just doesn't make sense to me. So my conscience says, you know what, Phil? You retired from the military. They can't control what you say anymore. Get on the podcast. You know, there's men that are ignorant and there's people who just, they got the blinders on. I got it. But I have to believe, I, I speak into this microphone for the hundred of you that are going to listen to this right now. I have to believe that there's a hundred people that'll hear my voice and say, you know what? That, that's not right. Like no, no parental involvement. Like if a parent, right. And then we can talk, should that even parent even be allowed? But the, the system got it. If, if, if the parent is involved and the parent is condoning some crazy shit, then what can you do guys? Right. We can't, you can't have it all. But when states are taking the parent's ability away to parent their child, to raise their child, to bring their child up in a value-based Christian based, whatever based system that says, Hey, got it. You're feeling a little weird right now. Let's handle that for another day, right? Push that off to your 18. Hey, in the meantime, let's get some counseling. Let's get some therapy. Let's, let's talk to some other people that are 25 that have detransitioned and they have all these regrets and they want to share that with you. Oh, but that gets silence, right? Because if a parent is involved and oh, by the way, here's another thing. If your kid has a phone, marketing has changed, right? Because you're no longer filtering. If you used to see some crazy shit on TV, parents stepped in and said, oh, turn that off. You don't need to watch that because you knew the ads were more adult oriented. Well, now that they have phones and they have TikTok and they have everything else, guess what? Marketers don't need you anymore. The schools are trying to remove you. Marketers have already removed you with your kid's smartphone. So if that hasn't registered yet, think about that, right? All the marketing, they're marketing directly to our 10, 12, 14, 16 year olds. So by the time they're consuming, on their own, they've already got them hooked on whatever it is they're selling them. We don't even know the side effects to that yet, but it's terrible, right? So just think about that. The, the, the smartphone has already removed the parent from a lot of their influence. Now the schools are removing parents at all costs from oversight of what they're learning. And politics are removing parents from medical decisions, right? Does any of that seem right to you? There comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe nor politic nor popular, but he must take it because conscience tells him it's right. Take a stand. Like, what is it going to take for you to recruit a few of you? And and if you and if you're putting up with my voice and and my, you've already taken a stand. You're you're already in this fight. Your battle team, your friends and family. You need to bring, you need to open some people's eyes. I'm not saying you need a podcast and I'm not saying you got to send them to me. You need to be having these conversations. You need to challenge. You need to get to people's conscience. You need to get their morals. You need to get them to say, no, you know what? I don't like Trump. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like anything conservative, but that's not right. Kids should not be taken away from their parents to make such drastic medical decisions. But yet one side of the aisle is saying, oh, but that's what one side of the aisle is pushing. And those people around you, they're voting for that. So they're just empowering them more and more, right? So, all right, guys, take a stand, right? Next quote I got. Nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity, right? Nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Everything I just talked about. It's only happening because ignorant people are not taking a stand. Ignorant people are not getting involved. It, ignorant people are just blinders on. I'm good. My, I'm good with what is going on. They're very short-sighted. They're very small-minded. They're looking right in front of their hand, right in front of their face. That's all they care about. They're not looking a year down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road. A lot of these people, 
a lot of these crazy people that are flying rainbow flags and these other stupid fucking flags, guess what? They don't have kids. And when you don't have kids, you don't think legacy. You don't think, what am I leaving my kids? What am I leaving my children, my grandchildren? When you don't think about the future, it's very easy to get short-sighted and just look at the, just look at your paycheck, look at what's happening. You got some friends at some rallies that all look fucking weird and stupid, and you feel good about yourself on social media because when you don't have kids, you don't look to the future. When you don't have kids, you don't understand the legacy. I would argue a lot of the attack on the family, a lot of the abortion and the miscarriage and all the shit you're seeing, it's because all these people who don't have kids vote Democrat. They do. They vote Democrat. Look at the stats. 60 or 70% of, I think it was like 70% of single women voted Democrat. LGBT, A, B, C, D, E, F, fucking G voted Democrat. Why do you think they're comfortable fucking us all up? Why do you think they're comfortable with soy boy and beta males and fucking alpha female crazy people? Because they all vote Democrat. It ain't for we the people. Nothing about this system is set up for we the people. There's a study going around that was just released that has cereal like eight, like it's ridiculous. Watermelon, kale, and then like uh, frosted mini wheats is like the third thing that they, and it's basically they're, 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 they're putting it as green. And do you know what the thing that's red that should be avoided? Like ground beef, cheddar cheese, and fried eggs. Like that's at the very bottom of this new health pyramid study. Fucking M&Ms are above meat. Cereals, fruity pebbles are above meat for God's sakes. I mean, this shit is so stupid guys. It is not for us. They're just building a bunch of fat, lazy, sloppy, confused, beta, Weak ass fucking people that are dependent on the government, guys. And, and and again, it goes back to what does your conscience tell you is right? And nothing is more dangerous than being ignorant. Take a stand. Speak up. Speak to these people around you. Challenge people. Get get involved. All right. Conscience is stupidity. You can't do nothing but challenge and pray to God. Do your part. Educate yourself. So you can have conversations and just silence these dumbasses, man. All right, I got another one. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Where do you stand when challenged? Where do you stand in controversy? Do you put your pronouns on your LinkedIn profile and say, oh, that's good. Uh, that I'll avoid conflict if I play the pronoun game, right? How many fucking weak-ass people on LinkedIn have pronouns like he him i'm sorry no i'm not putting fucking pronouns ever in my life am i putting a pronoun on a signature block or a linkedin profile kiss my ass not happening why are you playing that game and why if you have friends who have pronouns are you not bringing that subject up hey man what's the deal with pronouns do you believe in this or are you just being weak and you don't want to cause controversy? So you're playing the game. Do you believe in this? And you and you need to have these conversations, guys. You need to have these conversations. You need to challenge because at some point there is a uh, there is a turning point, right? There's a turning point where there's no going back. I am not calling for violence or or, or fights or, or any physical altercations. The battle still needs to be won in the mind. There are still enough smart people that we can convince that shit is crazy and we need to take a stand. We need to draw you at some point, you need to have your own line in the sand, right? Mine has been going on for years. My moment, September 21st, 2021, screw the sheep. It's time to wake the lions, right? That was my line in the sand. That was me saying, you know what, Phil, 
you're fortunate, you're blessed, you got these gifts, you need to you need to do something. Thus, Dangerous Man was born with all these different ideas and influences and books and personal development and experience and life and military and marriage and kids and all this just in my head. Like God gave me the ability to process and the ability to speak. Not always right, and I'll have my regrets on this microphone, but it is what it is. I got to speak. I got to speak some truth into the world, some common sense in the world, and I got to hope I can inspire somebody to inspire somebody to inspire somebody. I, this is my line in the sand. My line in the sand was drawn through my, the woke infiltration of the military, the, 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 the degradation of standards. People could get fatter. They could get slower. They could be more out of shape. People in uniform were disgusting in the military. The Navy particularly is fat as fuck. Driving on Norfolk Naval Base is, a dis it's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting how people look in uniform on Norfolk Naval Base. It's gross. And the military allowed it. Right. So I saw the writing on the wall along with a bunch of other brothers and sisters who were, you know, more lean, right, more conservative, more like, what is this? And we got the fuck out at 20 on the dot. We got out a lot of people's troops included. They got out because they said, oh, the standards lower. There's less expectation. You don't get rewarded for hard work anymore. There's all this other shit going on. That was my line in the sand, guys. And, and I'm taking a stand. I'm, I'm in the fight for masculinity. I'm in the fight for our country. I'm in the fight for family. Right. I'm speaking up, I'm in the fight, and the last quote I got for you, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. I'm never going to quit. I'm not going to stop. This is not a financial play. This is not a money play. I have a military retirement. I have investments. I have a wife who has sound makes sound financial decisions for us, right? Um, you know, I got some other things going on. I'm good right? I'm going to keep talking into this mic and nobody's going to stop me. I'm not going to quit until the day comes that we don't have to have these conversations. I don't see that in my, in the near future anyways. I feel like, uh, and there's men I follow that are way ahead of me that say this shit way better. I'm going to continue to support them and I'm going to continue to support small business, veteran entrepreneurship, veterans who own businesses. I'm going to continue to buy my coffee from a, 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 a veteran owned company. I'm going to continue to not watch the NFL or the NBA. I'm going to continue not to spend money on any of them woke ass organizations, those big ticket organizations. My family, we don't watch a lot of TV. We don't have any TV memberships or anything. My kids play video games um, is what it is. I'm not going to become silent because I'm going to go down swinging. I'm going to know I did my part. If shit does go south and in 10 years we own nothing and we're happy, you better believe there'll be a revolution prior to that. And I'm going to be front and center. Okay. I'm not asking you to do any of that. That's for you to decide. You need to decide where is your line in the sand? What is it going to take for you to get in this fight? What is it going to take for you to speak up? What is it going to take? For you to be able to look 10 years down the road and think, could I have made a difference? Could I have done something different? Could I, if we're all in a fucking bread line, if we're all in a bread line together and everything is taken from us and every, and, and, and it's like the depression days, if we get there, are you going to look back and think, damn, I could have done something different? I'm not. I'm not because every day I'm going to do everything I can to shore up my weaknesses, to prepare my family for any kind of things coming our way. I'm going to prep a little here. I'm going to prep a little there. I'm going to train here. I'm going to network here. I'm going to build community. I'm going to build a, a, a local community in Dallas-Fort Worth in my neighborhood with neighbors and friends. I'm going to shore up. I'm going to get training. I'm going to get coached. 
I'm going to do everything I can. So in 10 years, when you're in that fucking bread line and God willing, if I didn't die in the fight, I'm going to know, and I'm going to still be working behind the scenes to disrupt some shit. Right. But I'm going to know because I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to fight and I'm never going to quit. Guys, that's today's episode. Again, caveat, right? I use Martin Luther King. I used his words. I hope they inspire you. I hope what he did inspires you. Um, I don't know what it's going to take, gentlemen and the ladies that listen. I don't know what it's going to take. But you have your fight. It's not my fight, but it's a fight. If we're headed the same direction, if our path leads to sovereignty, freedom, liberty, if our path leads to more preparedness, more self-reliance, more ability to be our own hero, to take our care of ourselves, to be our own first responder, if you're headed in that direction, I support you. If you are supporting other small business owners, if you're supporting veterans and veteran-owned companies and people who have our values, your values, support them. Fuck the big guys. They don't need us. The big guys don't need us, right? Stop buying the Nike. Stop buying the Coke products, the Pepsi products. Shop local. Buy local. Support local. Build your local communities. Network, right? Martin Luther King Day. It's a day off. It's a day of honor, a day of remembrance for a great man. His words. There are many others out there. There's there's, you know, the I have a dream speech is phenomenal. These quotes I picked, you can see why I picked them. We need to get in the fight. We need to speak up. We cannot be blindly ignorant and conscientiously stupid. We need to challenge people, right? And we can't stop. Guys, we cannot stop. We do not have the luxury of stopping. Our grandkids, who some of them ain't even been born yet, are going to look back in shame and disgust at us if we lose this great American dream, what so many immigrants have fought to get here for, died to get here for, what so many men and women have died defending, they're going to look back in disgust at us as the generation who lost freedom. Get in the fight, take a stand, and never quit. You guys know how to reach me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm active. Uh, hit me up, DM me if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, or if I can help clarify, or you got some ideas for me, that's where I'm most active is on LinkedIn. So, so do hit me up there. I have an email, phil at becomingadangerousman.com. And I write every two to three, two to three times a week. I send an email that's dangerousman.substack.com. As always, guys, thank you for taking the time to listen. I'd appreciate it if you shared the message, shared the show, give me some feedback, leave me a rating and review. Um, Forget all that. Think about this. Think of, get the email, read the quotes, make it your own, digest it how you need to. And please, people, you're with me. You're on the path. I appreciate your support. The biggest call to action, past rating and reviews and sharing the show and all that crap. Are you in the fight? Because support is needed. But where are you taking it to them? Where are you taking it to the enemy? Where is your line in the sand and... and and I would say start small, start with a few friends, start with a family member. I'm not saying convert to full-on conservatism, you know, Christian, stoic, whatever, like, but challenge, get them to think for themselves, get them to have some come to Jesus at some point, some way, the crazy's got to stop guys. And it starts with you. It starts with you and the impact and what you're going to do different. Take the fight to the enemy. Have a good week, guys.